Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. I remember a moment last summer. It was July, and Trinity was hosting the Summer Jazz Education Workshops. It's a time when junior high and high school kids get together and learn how to play jazz. I had just set up the listening post outside here on Holman Street, and it was a bit hot outside. I saw a big yellow bus pull up to the Holman Street entrance. The door swing open, and lots of kids pull piled out and grab their instruments in the back. The bus stopped unloading. And the bus driver sat in the front of the bus and was reading his phone. It appeared as though he didn't want anybody to speak with him because he kept staring at his phone and didn't look up. For whatever reason, I felt a need to get up out of my chair and walk over to the bus. I asked him if he wanted a drink of water and a snack, and he said, yes, it's so hot in the bus. He got up and walked over to where the snacks were. And I asked him if he'd like to sit down, and he did. Sometimes the Holy Spirit nudges us, and we don't know why. So we're going to try something different today. <laughs> Close your eyes, and think of a time when you felt nudged to do something, but you didn't know why you should do it at the time. When reading the Bible, I seem to always be drawn to the Acts of the Apostles. I feel a sense of rapport with the people living in that time. Those spreading the message of Christ's love were like us. They did not have the Lord Jesus in the flesh. They had the Holy Spirit indwelling in them, and they were serving Christ by spreading his passage of love to all people. Now, what's interesting about this particular these particular verses is the two verses before it really set the lesson on a great course. The two verses before it tell us a lot about how much Paul was listening to the Holy Spirit and is speaking to him in his travels. Verses 6 and 7 go like this. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Myasia, they attempted to go in Bolithia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. In this case, they are listening to the Holy Spirit grab hold of them, forbidding them at this time. And the Holy Spirit did not allow them to go there. And our passage begins with Paul having a vision in the night. And that a man is asking for help in Macedonia. So what do they do? They get up, they get moving, and they get to Macedonia. Now in our lives, rarely something as grand as a vision occurs. And most of the time, it's a little nudge. But for them, they don't just get to the coast and relax in the seaside town and wait. 
they go to directly to a large place in Macedonia, Philippi. And on the Sabbath, they go out the gate to the river to a place they perceive a place to pray. And they began to speak. The women gathered. The passage goes on to say, A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you had judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Because Paul had sensed the spirit nudging to him to go and talk to the women gathered, the rest could happen. But it wasn't only Paul who was prompted. Lydia's heart was opened by the Lord to listen eagerly. Because Lydia was in prayer, she was open to Paul and to listen. And Lydia would wind up being an integral part of the church in Philippi, full of joy and peace and would bring great joy to Paul and God. And we get to experience in reading the letter Philippians. And, but even if it didn't have that impact and result that could be quantified, it still was an appropriate way to treat a human being through connection. In our gospel from John, the sick man did the same thing. Since the spirit heard Jesus and act on his healing by getting up. And not by Jesus laying his hands on him like in other healing narratives. Jesus' word is so powerful that it does the healing itself. Now our dilemma as we sit here today is we might be asking, how do we know when the spirit is there? How do we sense it? See it? Hear it? How do we know when to act and not act? Well, there's a book in front of you with a cross on it. It's called the Book of Common Prayer. And I want you to turn to a prayer in it on page 134. This is in the service of Compline. It is the last service of the day. And usually before we go to bed or start to go to bed itself. Or we're going home on the way to go home at the end of the day. And a prayer in there says, Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work, or watch, or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. Now, this prayer is for when we are about to go to sleep, but it says to God for God to do those things. But when we're awake, these are simple cues for us to act upon. When we are prompted by the Holy Spirit, we are to do those things as well. And if we are doing those things, such as tending the sick, giving rest to the weary, blessing the dying by being present during the dying process, Soothing the suffering, pitying the afflicted, and shielding the joyous, we are acting in the love of Christ. Because those acts of love are in Jesus' names, we can act. If we are feeling like we should act in ways that would not uphold a person or 
could break, confuse, or burden someone, we should trust that the Holy Spirit is asking us to pause. So remember when we closed our eyes moments ago, let's go back into our mind again to that moment we had earlier. What made you listen to that voice inside your head to act? That bus driver wound up telling me how distraught he was in his marriage, and it was falling apart, and how sad he was. He said he was doing everything he could for his marriage, and his wife stopped doing those things and cheated on him. He said he felt so much despair he didn't know what to do. I offered some simple advice that he and his wife must be together for it to work, and he should pray for her to find the peace she needs. He expressed thanks and said he was feeling relief and he would continue to pray about it. So we never always know exactly what is nudging us. And we don't always offer advice. Perhaps it's just a listening ear. And sometimes that can be even more powerful than whatever we have to say. So I offer to you, find out in the days and weeks ahead when God is nudging you along. Trust it and see how God can work through you to share his love to others. Amen.